What's the matter? Never seen a spaceship before? It's the Boylan Rojas Podcast, episode 59. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. She's Michaela. Nick Boyle, what did we just see? We just saw, or I saw for the second time, Infinity War, the next movie in the Avengers timeline of movies. Or should I say the Marvel Universe? Um, And the quote I used was, used none other than Stan Lee himself in the movie. Uh, Little fun fact there. Stan Lee has been in every single Marvel movie um, and has filmed movies to come scenes just in case he passes. Uh, he That's his trademark. So, anyways, let's hop right into it. <clears throat> this movie is about our Avengers and other help, such as the Guardians of the Galaxy and all these superheroes like Doctor Strange coming together uh, to fight against none other than this man named Thanos, who is an alien... Um, from another planet he's like an alien it's weird he's not a human but he's some sort of alien uh and he wants genocide he basically wants he thinks that the only solution to solve the entire universe is that we are in living in a time when we're deplenishing our materials and our resources and the only way to fix that is by none other than killing half of the universe uh no one is picked um, specifically, it's all by random, and it could be rich, it could be poor, but it would help. He had seen it done before, and it helped people live more prosper. Pros- what's the word I'm looking for? Prosperously. Pro- yes, thank you. More prosperously. I can't say that word. Fine. Prosperously. What is wrong with me? Whoa. I can't say it. You're right. You feeling okay? Let me feel this. That because I lost Uh-oh. that voice. Where's my drink? It should oh, be down there. The one that we threw out. Seriously. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, folks. But anyways, so yes, so they're trying to. They don't see this from Thanos' side, and obviously, why would they? He wants to kill trillions of people. <laughs> so, let the battle begin, and I will leave the plot at that. Um. Nick, what did you think? So I want to preface this by saying uh, this isn't necessarily like mm, you might have this. Sometimes we'll say, hey, you don't need to see other movies before this is to see this one. You kind of do. You kind of have to. You should. I, sh- I mean, I showed, uh, you know, Becca wanted to say that seeing this has made her want to see the other ones. And I showed her Avengers and Avengers 2 yesterday to kind of get some background knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, though. If you just see really phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe plan, and that's from Civil War on, you'll, you're basically covered. Does that include one of the Iron Man movies? I mean, you no. You introduce him. I mean, do you, though? You, in you Civil, is, in Civil War, you kind of know who he is. I mean... Yeah. The so if you see from Civil War on, I didn't see Age of Ultron. Um, I skipped right to Civil War, and I kind of picked... No, do you need, I think you need to see the first Avenger because that's where Bucky comes in. Isn't it? I thought he was in Winter Soldier. You're right, Winter Soldier is one of Even know. then, though, I mean, come on, is he... Yeah, he actually is a huge character in the upcoming years. That's what I was getting to later on in the show. So, That's not what I saw. So, you don't know. So, what I think of the movie? Uh, I thought the movie was very well done. After having... So, like I said before, I saw Avengers and Avengers Ultron, um, Age of Ultron, um, yesterday to kind of refresh my mind. I've never seen Age of Ultron before, and that movie was just terrible. And just, it's one of the reasons why I hate these superhero movies. It was just bad jokes and just, like... 
endless action scenes and it's like oh a chase scene oh like we're all fighting together in a circle and we're gonna beat up all these like nondescript bad guys like the stakes just weren't there for me i didn't really like it so i was like all right like Infinity War better be better than this. And I understood and, and, what you were saying with that is the fact that a lot of these superhero movies up to this one, there's usually one bad guy, maybe two. There's usually a bunch of action that goes on for the entire movie where then they finally defeat the person or they don't. Yeah. Usually defeat them and then yeah. they have the ending. Yeah. But this movie is action scenes that are just all over the place. You have three different things going on at once. But they're all introduced nicely. The characters come in nicely. Nothing's thrown in your face. It all slowly builds up. Whereas that's the difference between this and those movies is it's action, but it's like, all right, there's a purpose. I mean, if you don't understand what the Infinity War, you know, a little bit more of the synopsis is Thanos' way of it being able to destroy the whole realm of the universe, half of it, I should say is by these this gauntlet he wears on his hand. And the gauntlet, after you get these infinity stones, and there's uh, five of them. Six, I'm sorry. There's six of them. And once you get all six, you can literally end half of the universe's population by a snap of your fingers. And so the whole movie is about him finding these stones, putting them together to make the gauntlet, and hopefully killing the entire half of the world or whatever, uh, or of the universe. So... He has to get that done within a two and a half hour movie, which is good. It introduces him being there and he already has one of the stones, which I need to revisit why he already had one of the stones because they explained it. But I forgot which movie it was in that he got it already. Um, It was one of the past movies I remember, but I can't think of it at the moment. It was one of the extra credit scenes. Um, But then what happens is he has to go through different dimensions and different um planets to find these other stones so you see you know the way i described it to nick before we went into the movie because i saw it opening night premiere on thursday and now i'm seeing it again with him on sunday um and the way i saw it was they kind of come in they um you know thanos's plan is get in have a fight or hopefully no fight he just wants to get in and get out But usually it's get in, get the stone, get out. And it kind of executes that way through the whole movie. Like, in, fight, out, gone. And just, like, right on to the next one. And that's the one thing that I appreciate in this movie, too, was it doesn't lag. It really goes from one one place right to the next. There's no, like, oh, well, you know, in, in a lot of these bad guy movies, superhero movies, it always shows the bad guy and, like, he has all this dialogue in a room by himself. Or with his other bad guys, this is what we should do. And Thanos doesn't do that. He just gets it done. He goes. He goes to where he needs to be. When he transitions from one place out, he literally shows up at the next place like a minute later. Like, there's none of that in-between stuff. You go from one scene right to the next, right to the next. And it and to me, that makes it even better. Um, so that kind of is to go off with what you were saying about the fact of these other superhero movies slowly always dragging these huge fight scenes on. And don't get me wrong, there are huge fight scenes in this movie. But like you were saying, it's it's more compacted together and there's no wasted time, so to speak. Right. Um, I, you know, 
my big thing was hoping that that wouldn't happen. Yeah, coming into it, you know, in in a movie where it's like, oh my god, so many heroes, so many characters. I, I was confident that they were going to be able to balance them very nicely, which they did. The good thing about this movie is there's just so many, there's so much star power and, you know, characters that you love from all these movies that. Every single scene in this movie, you know, and like other movies, there will be scenes with some lesser actors and some lesser characters you don't really care about to break up the movie. You know what I mean? Structurally, that all makes sense. In a movie like this, with all, you have two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. You have like six movies Iron Man has been in, I think. Like, yeah, like about six, maybe seven of them Iron Man has been in. You've had like four or five movies with like Captain America in it. Black Widow. Um, yeah, exactly. Like. You've had so much time that each of the different scenes are like, oh man, like I know where this character's coming from. Like, you don't, there's not a lot of exposition needed in this movie because you've had 10 years worth, which makes this, I mean, this, it's been getting talked about obviously for like a year, two years about how ambitious this movie is. It really needs to be hammered home. And anybody who's listening to this podcast, that, I mean, look, I get it. I'm only 26 years old, but this is probably the most ambitious <clears throat> movie event in modern cinematic history i mean you literally have 10 years worth of characters leading up into this one of of people of separate movies all leading into this one movie here which is incredible and they pulled it off and uh for me i give that a nine out of ten just just entertaining a two and a half hour movie that never felt like it was too long every scene was entertaining every scene was fun to watch the comedy in this movie was great honestly marvel movies in the past 10 years have really become the new era of star wars film in my opinion that's what i equated to that these movies are fun to watch and you know it's so funny that black panther just came out in february and here we are seeing him and those and the people of wakanda in another movie two months later it's like you know we couldn't wait to get more of them yeah. and we did and then right when they come in i mean you you as well as the whole crowd and i you know i seen it a second time i could take moments i knew it was coming to look around and just like everyone's face lights up when wakanda comes and it was like yeah like amped up and it's like yeah that's what i'm talking about it's, it's because that's how you bring people in man that's what makes black panther so good too is that uh you know other movies like the other characters it's just a character and representing really like themselves and like yes. maybe one or two other people it's like black panther he's representing this whole country this you know and, which is awesome um yeah wakanda forever yeah and i mean i <laughs> i tried to go in uh as unbiased as i could because <laughs> you wore an you infinity know. war t-shirt well you know it's a big event what if you actually and, didn't like it well then i would have been honest but I am still being honest with saying that I loved it. And I gave it a full 10 out of 10 because I also thought that it deserved that. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, it was a good movie. No, it was a great movie. The editing behind it was perfect. The sound quality and the sound of sound editing was also perfect at the very end. If you notice the last 10 minutes, five minutes of the movie is silence, mm. complete silence. There's no music. There's no sounds. There's pure emotion. And it's just like beautiful ending. Yes. Well put. Beautiful ending. And um, as well as there's just many different components of like Nick said with the bringing all the characters in. How did they bring the characters in? They all came in in the way that they do it best in their own movies. You know, you have uh, Chris Pratt coming in with the song behind him and jamming out with his crew. Like you got, you know, Spidey's you know slingshotting his way in you know where were you on a field trip like just a classic high school it just was 
one thing after the next. The humor is there throughout the entire movie from start to finish, you know, which I also felt helped it keep going and didn't make you lose interest too is that comedy because their characters can just be so silly and you know Thor not being able to call people by their real name and use fake funny names instead that just make you giggle to yourself really it's just the pure genius behind the writing of the movie um and you know even what they did with the sets and the greens that you know the green screen and the cgi and you know um a lot of those scenes are, you know, filmed inside of a building, and I just think that they really do a good job of bringing a lot of that to life. And overall, where it's supposed to go next, what is supposed to happen now, is a beautiful tale in its own. And it's funny because even the nerds are sitting there going back and forth on, like, well, what's really going to happen? Like, what is the true storyline? You have, cr- I don't think critics should really be able to analyze this movie because they don't I mean, like, that's not fair to say, but I could see a critic bashing it and having no idea of, like, what, of, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say that, I'm gonna take that back, but it's like, every nerd has their ideas of where it's gonna go now and what's gonna happen, and for me, the minute the movie ended, you know, you stayed till the very end, there is a classic MCU end credit scene, uh, classic Which people, people still leave. At people the end of still movies. leave. My cousin got up and started to leave. I'm like, dude, I had to yell to him and was like, wait till the end. Oh, it's at the end. Yes, it's at the. end. I like, don't get the people who still leave. Because, like this happened at Black Panther. It's because some Thor, people like, think that it's after. Like you know, they do the initial credit and then it stops. People think that it's gonna be there. No, wait no, no, till no, the no. very. No, it's end. just people are either a stupid or b haven't been to a lot of these movies before. <laughs> So, I always say I always sit through the credits credit yeah. of every movie. Anyway. Well, and then the best part is the end credit scene for this is you have to be you have to know your stuff in order to understand where, where you know what the significance of that scene meant. Um, so the next, well, well I just want to say okay. uh, quickly, Becca gave it an eight and a half out of ten. Jason Piet gave it a ten out of ten. We had someone reach out to us on Instagram. Their thoughts, KJ Hammond. Thank you so much. I want to quickly get his thoughts before we spoil this movie. He said that it was a uh, perfect blend of nonstop action with sprinkles of comedic relief riddled in between to give you a chance to catch your breath from the nonstop action. Uh, I really like that. Thank you, KJ, for submitting. Yeah, Michaela uh, gave it a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, Which someone who actually has not seen all the Marvel movies, only seen a select few. And some of the bigger ones that you kind of should see, like we were talking about, Iron Man that 3 you was should see so before bad. this. Such as, I didn't say Iron Man 3. I know, but I'm such just saying as it's so like, bad. Like Doctor Strange or Spider-Man Homecoming. Like Those are some that would just, it would help you seeing before you saw this. Seeing Black Panther kind of should see that before you see this like i was talking to kellner last night and he was gonna possibly come and then he was like i don't know and i said you haven't seen black panther he's like no i was like i don't think you should come like no certain... <coughs> i told him to come you get me you but... if you saw none of the movies before <laughs> this you would black panther plays a huge here's my big you issue with these superhero that. movies is just watching this it's like Oh, they can all jump really high, punch really hard, and, do, like... What? So what? Like, you don't know that Black Panther suit, like, 
like gets more kinetic energy as he gets hit and unleashes it. Like it doesn't really matter. They're all just punching and like it totally doing matters because his character and the whole phase of Marvel Universe matters and what happens next. Same with like you say, Bucky doesn't matter. But no, I'm you... saying like I'm saying it doesn't matter to see this movie. You could see this movie without seeing any of these other movies. Like Becca enjoyed it. Like first, yeah, okay. You know what sure. I mean? Like it's yeah. well, that was the actually it's funny you say that because um, when we were over at Andrews, Sean had went and saw it with Ray and Randy the other day. Yeah, and right. Sean even said like I've never seen a Marvel movie ever, but that was a pretty good movie. Yeah. And, like so, yeah, I would agree with you in that for yeah. sure. But I'm is just it, saying, is it would fun? It help? Yes, it's sure. fun to see all of them. It, like, he's a big Marvel fan, so I was like, yeah, see Black Sneak, Panther. Sneaky do- see seeing Doctor Strange means much more than some of the other movies. Seeing what? Like, sneakily, Doctor Strange, of all movies, is actually, like, super important to this. Yes. Then More than you would think. You yes. just think he's just one-off character, but he's kind of, like, knows a lot about what's and going on. And how fast he developed his skills is very key, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, the next... Uh, five minutes. <clears throat> I'm gonna go on a theory of mine. So if you have seen the movie, this is my theory of where this movie is going. If you haven't seen the movie, fast forward about five minutes after this because I'm going to be releasing spoilers about the movie in order to help with my. Uh, I'm, fan gonna, I'm gonna set the clock at five minutes. <laughs> so set it. Hold on. Ready? Set it. Sure and you make sure forget. you check. There we go. Five minutes okay. on the clock. Skip ahead now. Go. So, basically, this movie, here are my thoughts. I believe that the ones who faded into the soil at the very end and that were supposed to die didn't really die. They have been going into an alternate universe um, where it's almost like a different timeline. Uh, So, what ends up happening is that would make the most sense because everyone that they thought would die coming into this movie, we all thought people like Captain America, Thor... Um, literally every face that was left over were the ones who everyone thought was going to die. So for any MCU universe fans, this would make sense because it's like, okay, why are all the people that who were supposed to die actually lived, including Thanos himself, but I'll get into that afterwards. So I think that these people went into a different universe and here's why. Doctor Strange had the scene where he looked into the future and he saw out of 14 million possibilities, he saw only one way that everyone could survive and win. Not everyone could survive, but that they could win. Okay? Now, he win- when he wins, he apologizes to Stark saying, I'm sorry, this was the only way. And I believe that giving the stone to Thanos was part of that one way. Like... In order for certain things to happen, think about it, he had to see different things happen 14 million ways. So let's say out of the 14 million, there was 100,000 possibilities that they went. Out of that 100,000 possibilities, one of the steps was giving Thanos the stone. Now in that 100,000, there's still only one way that they could win and other things have to happen. However, I think that giving the stone is why he says to Tony Stark, I'm sorry, but this was the only way. This is the end game, is the way he put it, too. Okay? Now, if you remember, Gamora, after he snapped his fingers, she was by herself as a kid, and she said, was it all worth it, Daddy? Okay? She definitely has some sort of solution. She told um, Chris Pratt's character to please kill me, because I know something Thanos doesn't know. Now, they lead you to believe that she knows where the Soul Stone is, which she does, but we, I think that she knew more than the Soul Stone. 
I believe one of the stones in the gauntlet, the reality stone, wasn't the real reality stone, and it's actually inside of her knife that she stabs Thanos with and that he never realizes. So he uses a fake stone in the gauntlet, which therefore, yes, works as a reality stone, but it was maybe some sort of other stone that somehow worked because my guess is is that he now messed reality up. At the very end of the, the movie... His whole, when the explosion happens and stuff, the whole gauntlet's burnt to a crisp. His whole arm goes all the way up to his neck, and it's black, if you notice, with veins. Almost like an infection. So I think he's weakened, but he's not killed. As well as everyone that was left around around him can still take him down, but everyone that faded away went to a different timeline. Okay, and I'll revisit that in a minute. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, have a cold. Now, um, my prediction is that everyone who was left behind faded into soil. Yes, I mentioned that. Um, I don't think that he was actually in a paradise. I think that's all part of the reality stone when it broke. I think he's in this fake universe now. So he saw reality that wasn't actually real. Okay. I think that they're dead, but they're not dead specifically. I think that they're in, a like I said, this alternate universe, this alternate timeline so that they could still defeat Thanos, but they'll never be able to reunite with the people who left. They will be in completely different side storylines. Now, the reason that that comes in is also because Captain Marvel, who is hinted at the very end in the end credit scene. Captain Marvel's timeline starts in the 90s, which actually is before Iron Man even begins, okay? And her story will actually counter, like, kind of go, not counter against what's going on but that's where Nick Fury actually loses his eye and stuff is during that movie of Captain Marvel now what's going to happen is Captain Marvel's timeline coincides with the timeline we've been watching so it's going to almost like can she stay in the timeline that they're in and go back to this other timeline where everyone else faded into is kind of what I'm thinking so that's why she calls him for the end we won't really know until it goes any further into her storyline and stuff. Okay. Now. Uh, Are they going to make Brie Larson look older, you think? I don't know. I'm not sure. Is she just going to be ageless? Uh, okay. Now, another part of this is that in the beginning. All right. That was the no, five minutes. Well. All right, everybody. Hey, if you skipped ahead. Two more minutes. Boyle, more minutes. Needs, <laughs> Boyle needs two more minutes. So okay. if you're listening. We're going to put two minutes on the clock. No spoilers. Three minutes. All right. Hold on. It's fine. Just Three start more minutes. Now. There we go. In the beginning, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange were on a, that alien thing flying away. And Bruce Banner and the, uh, the Chinese helper. I forgot his name. It's so bad of me. But anyways, he goes into a portal and he says, what are you going to do? And he says, the timeline's been altered. The time stone's been taken. I have some work to do, basically. And then he fades away before Bruce Banner says, I'm going to make a phone call. I think he has a part with Doctor Strange, and once they figured out there was only one possibility, I think they helped make an alternate timeline for these people to, if they, or when they died, would fade out into that world, okay? It's sort of that time being able to control things, um, and him being able to change where people go and all that stuff. Now, uh, let me see, and then my guess is at the end of her movie and her end credits, we'll see some more, I, my guess is that we're going to see the people who faded in the soil drop into that world, 
um, and there'll be some sort of now lead-in into the Avengers 4, because her movie comes out three months before Avengers 4. Now, points to what we said earlier. The reason that this would be backed up is because Black Panther is a huge person in MCU, okay? So he has to stay alive, and he was one of the first people to die, which didn't make any sense. Then, same thing with Bucky. Bucky Larson, actually, which they keep calling the White Wolf, eventually turns into the new Captain America because Steve Rogers either, I forgot, because he gets killed. So basically, he takes over, and there's already been talk about a new Captain America trilogy being started because Bucky's going to become him in the alternate universe, as well as Black Panther 2, as well as Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which all of the Guardians of the Galaxy people died, and then except for Nebula, which Nebula was projected pro- projected to die anyways. I don't think Rocket died either. And then Rocket didn't die, but Rocket was supposed to die. He was another person that they thought would die in this movie. Then you have Leftover was Bruce Banner. Now, the thing about Bruce Banner is, if you remember in the Thor Ragnarok movie, he said, me and the Hulk have been having problems with being able to turn into each other. Hulk is actually one person who can go back and forth between different timelines and the universe stuff. So at the same point, he might be able to jump back and forth. But I also think that it's also could be a, um, a metaphor that Bruce Banner died, but the Hulk survived. Okay? Because technically at some point in the comics, they split. That's what's up. If you have any more questions, give me a jingle. All right, so That's my theory. Now it's officially on record too, and I wanted that. Because then down the line, if I'm right, we can be like, wow. Or we can be like, you weren't even close. I can't wait to smash this SD card and then it gets lost in history. Not if you post it. Before I post it. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, for the casual listeners, casual fans of the Marvel Universe, like uh, people like my dad and stuff like that, there's enough comedy here that I think you'll you'll laugh. Well, hey, welcome if you skip the three minutes. What I was just saying was uh, if, you know, if you're just a casual viewer of the Marvel casual viewer of the Marvel Cinematic Universe you'll get a kick out of this movie I think there's enough comedy in here enough jokes I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy there's a good amount of that stuff in here too it's very cool to see Thor Thor mixing up with Guardians of the Galaxy it was fun to see the Guardians of the Galaxy crew kind of like fight with Iron Man Doctor Strange and Spider-Man like you know that, I don't feel like that's like really a spoiler it's just like obviously it's a crossover some of these people are gonna Oh, they all, yeah, each other, you know but, that they're all fine. Yeah, it's fun. I try to avoid the internet if you haven't seen it already and you avoid the spoilers. The internet's done, and you wanted to give a shout-out, and I agree because I wanted to do it too. They had asked, please don't spoil this for anyone. Please don't give anything away. And I think that the internet's done a fabulous job as to not doing that. See, I only saw people like the uh, producers, I think, of the movie say, stay off the internet this entire week ever since the premiere. Well, they they want people to stay away because they know that there's going to be those people who try to do something, you know, and post it out there. You know, somebody I remember after the premiere, I was in the bathroom and some guy tried to make a joke like, oh, should I post that? Blah, blah, blah. And I was we all looked at him like, really? Like no one even laughed at him. Everyone looked at him like, come on, dude. Like, Grow up almost. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it's it's a respect thing. And I find that it's nice to know that all the true Marvel fans definitely went, you know, opening weekend to see this. And hopefully we'll stick to the word and help the company out by not sharing any spoilers. Oh, yeah, man. They need our help. You know. Marvel. Um, they don't have enough money, guys. Yeah, I know. But you know <laughs> what I'm saying. Anyways. I think everybody who was really dying to see this movie has seen it by the time people... I'm going to see it again for a third time, maybe even a fourth. That movie's so good. I still enjoyed that just as much. I felt like 
it just brings out such a great mood when I see it and like it's still like you pick up on new things every time you point out little details and like oh my gosh this was said <coughs> or that was done oh what about this and like I mean even Jason and I were just talking about well like man there's still so much to talk about and to me that's a great movie to me this is a perfect movie action you laugh you cry there's some romance in there there's some thrills you're on the edge of your seat there's a twist um it, it's got everything like well, i mean what more do you need that is what movies are supposed to have and to me that's why it deserves a perfect 10 out of 10 so to me this is my second 10 out of 10 this year and your first nine out of 10 this year uh i retroactively gave one to uh a quiet place oh that's right you did and so annihilation that came out this year or last yeah, year though? it came out this year it came out in February. Oh, so three. I really liked Annihilation. <laughs> I still think about that movie. That was like, a great movie. That was a really great movie. Um, that movie was really good. So, yeah, my third 9 out of 10. But honestly, it's the best rated score I've given, like, a Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, yes, I usually give them 8 out of 10 just because, like, I mean, it never feels like the stakes are there in those movies. And nope. in this one it was. So. so we don't want to keep you too much longer. The next 5 to 10 minutes we are just going to blast out a few movies we've seen over the past two weeks three weeks now we haven't done a podcast mm. um of just a few things we haven't we've done seen one since april 16th and uh give you a little lowdown on what to see what not to see and what's meh so i'll start what was that um meh. Oh, okay thank you so i recently saw uh rampage which was i i think uh you know meh, just blah uh, not much um my I'm going to do Police Academy for the rest of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Just with a bunch of Um Yeah, it was... the. What's sad is The Rock had a really good relationship with the monkey George. Uh, who ends up having a fight because this... You we know, literally have spent way too much time talking about this movie. That's true. It, just, it was a 5 out of 10. Just It was just kind of a meh movie. Nothing much more than that. Alright, so Chappaquiddick, we saw, I saw the day after... Um, we posted our last episode. Boyle, you saw it as well. Yes. Overall, just a good historical nonfiction movie about an Not event. Not much that to happened. it. Yeah, I gave it a uh, a seven. Uh, wait, did you go that high? I gave it a six out of ten. I gave it a seven out of ten. I guess. Ooh, that's high, man. I'm surprised. Wait a minute, that it doesn't was... sound right. I think I may have given it like a. I feel. Like I was pushing a six. I feel like I gave it a six, not a seven. Because I gave it credit because I thought it, like you said, it was a good historical. No, I gave it a seven. I'll stand by that. Because wow. honestly, like, I thought the dark comedy in the middle of the movie kind of, like, felt like Veep. And it never really quite got boring. My sister, who didn't have any interest in seeing that movie, you know, we ended up enjoying that movie. I mean, it's not not much to it. They weren't aiming high. 7 out of 10 for me. I thought it was just... I just don't st- think that there was much more than you could have done with it. Well, that's fine. But they did a really good job of doing it, though. I like the old-fashioned, the old... I, I like when the movies take place in, like, the late 60s. And they, they stayed pretty true to that. And I thought it was good. So the next movie we both saw was Truth or Dare. Mm-hmm. Which to me was a modern spin on Final Destination meets an old classic child's game. Uh, and I, it just, I don't know, like you kind of just knew people were going to die, things were going to happen. Three out of ten for me. All the Blumhouse movies, I mean it's a Blumhouse production movie. And they marketed it as such because they wanted to really just hammer it home. Like, hey, we're the cool horror company that did Get Out and we did Split and we did Happy Death Day but really what they marketed this movie towards is the Purge audience and my theory behind that is they didn't want to like 
overly promote like the fact that they did Get Out and they did Happy Death Day because those were high concept movies that worked. They wanted to target the people who were like, oh, The Purge, that's a good idea. I don't really care how it's executed. I just want to see how it is. Because The Purge is not good. But it's a the concept is very good. They've just failed wow. three times at making that movie. And then the the first Before, the, the first final out. purge is supposed to be coming out. So I yeah. will see that. But Blumhouse, it's the first one ever. Blumhouse made Whiplash, which is now in hindsight bizarre. But uh, they do some really good. Uh, they did Belko Experiment, which you know whatever they saw. They did Ouija, Ouija Origin of Evil. Remember that? Yep. All the Paranormal Activity movies, which we saw boil. Um, I mean, they have done some really interesting horror movies. This one's an interesting concept. They also did The Tooth Fairy with The Rock. Wow. Yeah, so there you go. But but that being said, interesting. They did Incarnate. Oh, my God. <laughs> but ultimately, like, it just wasn't funny enough or scary enough the other way. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just meh. So what would you give it out of 10? Um, out of 10? I gave it a 3 out of 10, and the only reason it even got up to a 3, it was going to get a 2. Um, was because I didn't expect the ending. I thought that the ending was kind of a twist that I didn't see coming. Uh, I mean, spoiler or not spoiler, but she basically is just like, forget the world, I don't care if anyone else gets sucked into the game. Me and my friend are going to live. Like, I was like, whoa, like crazy. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> didn't expect expect that. that to come. Like, I've never seen that in a horror movie where they're just like, Every man for himself, and then like gets the whole other gets the rest of the world plagued in the final scene. Like that was so. I was like, all right, I'll give you a point for that. Yeah, I, I, I like that ending too because it was like the character showed no inkling towards that no. she would ever do that. Um, I gave it a five out of ten, just because like I and honestly that was like a courtesy point and a half honestly yeah. for just j- you were in the moment. Honestly, no, just for like being like you know what I just like that Blumhouse keeps making kind of like kitschy horror movies where it wasn't it wasn't overly gory and it wasn't wow. like it wasn't trying to be like oh my god we're gonna terrify you not there's no there was no like joyless characters in this movie or like anything like that the characters didn't feel <coughs> flat or anything like that it wasn't awful it would just wasn't good which is why i give it a five out of ten because at no point was i like Man, this is like a waste of my life. This is awful. Like honestly, I give that those to fours and below. I think it was five out of ten. I respect your three because again, it wasn't a good movie. I don't want to make anybody think that this was a good movie, nor worth seeing it all. But once it gets to Netflix, eh, yeah, if you if you really are looking to scrape the bottom of the barrel for horror yeah. movies, like you could do a lot worse than this, I think. And then last I saw uh, I Feel Pretty, which was the movie with um, oh my god, what's Amy name? Schumer. Thank you, Amy Schumer. I give that a six out of ten made me laugh a, a bit more than I expected and um, <coughs> kind of like a modern day woman's perspective of Shallow Howl. Uh, and it was just, you know, it was definitely fun. I just find nowadays these trailers, man, I, for some of these like lower budgeted, smaller movies, like a teaser trailer would be better. These full trailers need to go away. They're bothering me. They're three minutes of like an entire movie and I felt that with I feel pretty as well as a lot of these other movies I've seen is the whole trailer gave it away for example we just saw the trailer for Fallen Kingdom the new Jurassic World movie and the teaser trailer I saw for months now I've been like oh okay I have no idea where that movie's going now the full release trailer the official trailer they call it is three minutes long and gave away everything about the movie and it actually 
really bothered me. Mm, I'm like, I'm gonna yeah. see it because it's coming out, but like you you literally saw everything. You I mean for sure you want to try to give a little plot maybe, but even so, they kind of gave a little bit of something with the teaser. I just thought it was way too much in your face. To me, it was a scream for help because they're not getting the attention for it. Was how I felt. I felt that it was like everyone's like it was like all right, yeah, it's coming out, and then they're like, oh, we need to just show them everything of how great it's gonna be, and then they gave everything away. Seen on the big screen, it's like I've seen enough of the trailers on the big screen, so yeah, we'll see it. But it's like, ah, I'm not pining for it. And Michaela gave I feel pretty innate. I really liked it. Woman Empowerment. Woman Empowerment. <laughs> Geraldine <Laughter>. Ferraro. <laughs> um, anyways, so that's it, pretty much. Yeah, there we go. I hope we covered it all. Um, again, tweeted us at the BNR podcast. You probably, you probably won't. Podcast. No, we did with Dual Redundancy. Yeah, yep. check, check that out. Check out their stuff. Their show is awesome. And after you see uh, Infinity War, definitely check out my spoiler theory fan theory because I think I have I think I'm on to something me and Jay I think we kind of and we did that all sitting in the theater before the end credit scene came up and then that helped us talk about it for another like 15 minutes afterwards but I mean we still like brainstorm and think about things but I think it solves a lot of what you're thinking a lot more yeah because I think the way they ended this movie I just think it was just so crazy when Batman showed up and it was go. like with Wolverine. So that's like, it for the BNR podcast. You can follow us at the BNR podcast on Twitter. You can follow at Rojo36. I might start uploading these to YouTube too. So let us know if that's something you're interested in. And you can follow me at oboil 92 And if you want to give a look over at Michaela, don't. Just leave her alone. Please. Please. All right. Thank you, everybody. Adios.